0: Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. And I'm also the author of Visualizing Happiness in Every Area of Life. So if you want a step-by-step guide to creating happiness and fulfillment in your life, pick up a copy of my book. And my guest today is Marcella Benson. And Marcella Benson, as one of the world's leading teachers in the conscious eating movement, Marcella has been instrumental in carrying the knowledge to an international audience, inspiring nutrition revolutions across the globe. Marcella studied under Gabriel Cousins at Cousins School of Holistic Wellness, where she graduated with a mastery in spiritual nutrition, specializing in spiritual fasting and healing diabetes diabetes naturally. And Marcella is the author of the new book, Love, Peace, and Vegetables, recipes for conscious living welcome to the podcast marcella thank you thank you so much for your intro (laughs) yes yes and you have that beautiful book in front of you so i'm happy to you know want to get into that today yes it is gorgeous (laughs) so um tell us about you how you started out how you got to be in this because i see i'm reading your bio and if, if i show everybody her bio is like a mile long so She's had a long, long journey with this um, kind of eating. So why don't you tell us where you started out and how you got to be doing what you're doing now?
1: Well, I started very early on in life. I was about 15 years old when um, I became a vegetarian and it was like a purely, I knew I was sitting with a dear friends of mine in, um, in, a, in a pizza joint. And um, my dear friends were both vegetarian at that time. And, uh, but I had no idea they were vegetarian. I never paid attention, but they did pay attention to me and what I was eating. And when they paid attention to me and they said, Marcela, do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, what? I just ordered, I don't know, pizza with some kind of meat or something, you know, very typical of Argentinian pizza with some kind of animal and um and and I said what I'm just eating ordering and they looked at me both of them like you are having you know at 15 years old life is very dramatic (laughs) (laughs) so you are having a cadaver Marcella." and that that day for me it was not the impression of the dead but for me it was more the impression of right, how can I be, it, it was just, how can I be doing that? And then I started understanding about, you know, vegetarianism. And um, also at 15 and a half, also I started my journey with meditation and uh, in the yogic path. And the yogic path back in the days, 30 something years ago, um, was all about veganism and Hinsa. It was not just about, it was not about working the body. That was never, that was never a priority. It was about the priority was using your body and your lifestyle for enlightenment and receiving the information to become yourself and to become a better version of yourself in all aspects of your life. So I was trained from the get-go that way. And I got
0: it. Wow so that was very young to make those realizations and I'm just curious um, of your background your family so were your family vegetarians or on that same path?
1: Not at all not at all Uh, My my background is Middle Eastern my mom from Israel my father's family from Syria so although they ate a lot of vegetables uh the meat was the primary the, the primary food the everyday primary food not only that growing up in argentina that's what you eat that's back in the days The doctor said the 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 meat with the most blood is what the children need that's that's what that that was the training for the doctors. That's what the children need to eat, and that's what you give them the best, rarest meat you can give them. Um, so that that's basically my background, but I never resonated with that. I really never resonated. As soon as I went into meditation and I learned meditation, and I went into the yogic and the Hindus and the you know, and the Vedas and I met the Hare Krishna and I went to the temple of Satya Sai Baba when I was 15 and a half and 16. And I learned how to meditate and, you know, and all of that for me, that was, oh, finally I found my home, my spiritual home. Not only that, when I was about almost 16, I did my first water fast for 21 days. Wow. So you just drink water. That's it. That's it. Well, basically, believe me, I didn't go thinking I'm going to go fast. What I wanted was to lose weight. You know, at 16 years old, you want to be pretty, no matter how spiritual you are, you want to be pretty because you want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was not a huge party, but I did want to lose weight. And I went to this place in the mountains to, to wanting to do that. But I've already had the background of yoga and meditation. And what they were teaching was the hiker's diet, a diet which they, you ate very little meals every two hours. And then after that, you had to fast for 21 days. So it was like a week of very little meals, very, you know, and they gave me vegetarian for me because I was already vegetarian. And then after that, they gave me a broth, uh, which was made out of corn barb, which is the strings of the corn. So they will take the string of the corn and boil them. And you will have that broth every day, plus mineral water. That's it, 21 days. And to my surprise, I, first week I was tired and detoxing which I had no idea what was happening to me I would just say you know I'm not eating I'm hungry I need to rest right because there was not a major kind of training on spirituality where I went but all of a sudden I started feeling like wow I, I gotta meditate I have to do what I've learned at the at the at the Baba's, Baba's temple and um, I started meditating and every night I would go a little bit to the mountain, to the balcony, and then out of the balcony into the mountain. And I would bring my chair out, right? I wouldn't sit on the ground because I was afraid of bugs. <laughs> 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 uh, and every day, every day, I had that sensation that wow, I, I need to go deeper into the mountain. I need to go closer into the mountain. And um, I started meditating. I started practicing what I've learned six months prior. Emptying the mind, doing the mantra, uh, you know, and um, and just emptying my mind, and that, that's how it came for me. And then being grateful, just sitting there and I'm being grateful, which we should, usually at sixteen years old you're not grateful about your parents Mm -hmm. and I started being grateful about my parents thank you for my mama thank you for my father thank you for my brothers and my friends and you know I was just in gratefulness and then mantras gratefulness mantras gratefulness mantras and that something happened in which now I know what happened to me in which my body started breathing and being on its own and a, and a deeper sense of me united cosmically with all there is. Mm. And then after a while, I was like, wow, that's weird because I was not in my body. I was cosmically united with all there is. I have not, I don't know how to explain it any better. And then all of a sudden with the very very gently, I arrived back into my body. And um, I had no idea what happened to me. And then many years after, uh, I realized that what happened to me was a a, a, a spontaneous awakening. Um, and, And I had no idea. So much so that I completely forgot. By the time I was in my 30s studying with Dr. Cousins I completely forgot that that happened to me but I then when I look back and I remember my friend who was there with me reminded me and um, I said oh my god I really did start it at 16 when we were in this town and I was meditating out there and and I remember my water fast and I remember that time And then I I realized that I was guided all the way through to where I am today. And I was guided all the way through on bringing um, knowledge, wisdom, and teachings of consciousness, life, food, veganism, love, peace, and vegetables to the world. Mm -hmm. And now this is... <laughs> this yes. is the book. This is the book, which is more like a an encyclopedia, like an encyclopedia. It's 444 pages. Um, it not only has more than 150 vegan cooked and live food recipes, but it also has poetry. Yes, uh, it has art from an incredible, well known artist in. Um, in Bali, a Batuanese artist, which is paintings that are, that have a meaning, that have, you know, when he paints, he's he's chanting mantras into it because he understands that every trace of his um, paintbrush, it is a symbol, and a sign of spirituality for the person that receives it through the eyes. is not gonna only come through the eyes, but it's gonna to talk to their soul. Mm. So this whole book is, is kind of like that. It's created with enormous heart intentionality from the recipes to the ways I'm teaching and to the ways I teach everything.
0: That is beautiful. And I just wanted to ask you when you were going through that time when you were doing the water fast and making all these changes, you had friends or you had support along the way. So, if someone wanted to start that journey of just, I'd call it even being one with yourself, you know, we're so busy and so um, our attention is, is on so many outside things that sometimes we don't even feel like we're in our own bodies or we don't feel ourselves. So if someone wanted to start that journey, how important is it for them to have support and how would they start something like that?
1: Well, it's huge because, you know, to have teachers or friends or people that you admire or you feel that they have something that they can teach you, um, you know it's everything it's everything i mean along the way in my path i had the best teachers you can ever ask for you know the most loving they you know and they were they were amazing and i'm always be grateful to each and every one of my teachers like not everybody was related to life Fool, but good teachers are like for example i remember when i was in around 11 12 i couldn't stand going to school you know and not that I was not smart to absorb all of that it's just that none of the teachers were in my resonance none of them spoke to my heart to my mind mm-hmm. finally I had these two amazing teachers uh, Cookie and Beatrice which I actually thanked them in my book which were my first teachers that thanks to them I understood about math I understood about literature and they used to give me books that they knew I was going to get hooked on. And thanks to them, I remember one of my first books. And thanks to my mom also, who, who she always reads books about self help and psychology. She was always interested on that. So, but thanks to them, they gave me a little book that I loved that were horror stories. Yeah. <laughs> You know that's what you like at that age. It was horror stories. It, it, it was stories of love, horror and fear. you know that was that was the, the whole little booklet and it was small enough that and the, this, the, the, the stories were small enough that I really wanted to read them. Um, and suspense they had a lot of suspense. and I remember from that book started my love you know my, my my love for reading you know and this is very important because love for reading is very important mm-hmm. um and then I remember my second book that I picked up after that was your erroneous zones by uh, what is this uh, he's so beautiful it's a very very old book of self-help mm-hmm. um uh, I my goodness I can remember I can remember his uh Name right now, he's a Floridian. He he already passed, but he's, the Wayne Dyer's
0: mm-hmm.
1: Wayne Dyer's. I remember, and that just stroke a phenomenal chord on me about you know having these zones that are not right and accept accepting them and looking at them. And that was a phenomenal book that I read. But thanks to my teacher, my these two teachers who we're able to see how to attract. So it's very important in life to have teachers at any age, every age that inspire you, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes it's not a person. Sometimes it's going for a walk in nature. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just that, you know, find your teachers, whatever that is for you. You know, I always say to find my teacher, who was one of my biggest and most impactful teachers, I said, I looked under every rock until I was like, yes, now I feel the resonance. I feel like here I'm going to be able to go to my next stage in life. And I did. That's
0: beautiful. Now, your book is all about food. So I want to talk about food and the energy of food, because so many people want to take like medicine or different things to make themselves feel good um sometimes things that are not good for us at all like sugar we say oh yes this is going to make me feel good if i eat this chocolate but food really has an energy and it has a life of its own and if we if we think of it that way um like i i'm a christian so before I eat something, I stop and I give thanks. And then I eat because to me, that's quieting myself, getting ready to take in that beautiful energy of the food. So, talk about the energy of the food and how it feeds us.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, the energy of the food is everything, not only the energy of the food, but going a step before food is the energy of your water. Hmm. very important okay and uh and i talk about water in my book i talk about how to program your water how to uh what's what are the best options depending where you live and what's what is happening with our waters i explain to you because you you have to know in order to make changes the same with food you see with live food why live food why does it have energy what what is the difference between a myriad of fresh vegetables and a vegetable soup mm-hmm. mm. what's it you know because a vegetable soup is pretty good mm-hmm. right but let me explain that because these are two healthy things and two different upgrades in terms of biophotonic energy, okay so when I speak about biophotonic energy is the energy that is all around us all the time. Uh, which is a light energy, the light energy from the sun, uh, which is measurable and which is measurable in plants, which is measurable in ourselves. Yes. And what you eat is going to increase or decrease that. Okay. And it's going to decrease it from your bank of energy or increase it. So this... It's very important to understand this. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, if you're eating vegetables that are not cooked, you're eating the most biogenic, uh, highest form of biophotonic energy that you can intake to your body. Because you're not just feeding your skin and your flesh, but the most important thing to feed is your energy, you see? Because depending on our energy is going to be the health of our every cell of our body, therefore the organs, therefore everything else, okay? And this is not an invention that Marcela is inventing this. I mean, the Vedas knew it. Um, the Taoists and the Chinese, uh, all, all of it, the oriental medicine knew it, okay? These are 5,000 year old medicine who understood about energy, who understood also about wild foods. They didn't call them wild food because that's what they ate and that's how they knew how to make the medicines with barks and different trees and different plants that will increase the energy or modulate it or change the direction of the energy, you know? And this is very important to you know. We must understand about the energetics of our bodies, also to want to change the way we eat, the way we exercise, uh, be more conscious about the way we breathe. Mm-hmm. You see, so all of these it's 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 important and it's fascinating and it's an adventure to go on and learn about what we should all know really, the nature of being in these beautiful bodies, the nature of eating from Mother Earth and its bounty. You see? You see, and the the beauty and the happiness that comes to you when you're aligned with your higher purpose, even with the way you eat. You see, most people do not understand that they can reach unconditional happiness and peace through their lifestyle. If you've never touched upon that, uh, these these are different practices that you can do. Fasting, being in nature, live food, yes? And all of these, and of course, there is, if you have a lot of emotional, baggage, which we all do. We need to work it out until we realize that is an invention of our mind and our interpretations. And we were not taught that there is no need to come to conclusions with your mind because your mind doesn't know anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Our minds can really torture us with things that just don't even matter.
1: No, they don't even matter. They don't even matter. So coming back to food, you know, food is important, you see? Um, and we should not get tired to understand that we are omnidirectional beings with multi aspects of ourselves and all of these through your lifestyle, through the world of action, you can elevate and elevate yourself and be in communion with nature, be in communion with other human beings and be present. Mm. Beautiful.
0: So when you're in the kitchen and you're creating a beautiful, delicious, nutritious meal, How are you feeling? What state are you in and how are you creating this? And how are you feeling while you're doing it?
1: Well, you see, I've created my life and my kitchen as a sanctuary. So from the moment I wake up that I am grateful to be my body and to come into this world uh, I am grateful. And also, you know, like I have in my house a place where I meditate. When I go into my kitchen, I have an altar with my water. So mm-hmm. my water is sitting in this beautiful altar because water, so above, so below, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. This is very important. And this is the water that you're taking in every day. So it's sacred. Water is sacred for us, it's a sacred. sacred nutrition for our body without the water nothing works you Mm -hmm. see so as I go into my kitchen my kitchen is a sacred sanctuary so whenever I'm creating food um, I'm already have attained uh, a mastery that I'm very 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 fast and not only that from doing it so much with consciousness I can I can make things very quickly and I'm very focused. You see, and I understand that when I'm touching and I'm touching the salt, what I'm explain to you in the book, the salt is it's a crystalline structure in which you, by pressing it with your hands and 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 just bringing the energy to it, you can imprint. Uh, you can imprint specific intentions, and that you can put it in your food. And through that, you can change your food into being medicine. So for me, water, salt, and food, it's a a medicine for the body. It is a medicine to be more connected. It is a medicine of meditation also. You see, but everything in life, not only just food, can become that way. And for me, that's sacred that's a precious life to live
0: beautiful well thank you for describing your kitchen to us it sounds like a wonderful space to be in and um i just i wanted to talk to you and have you, you know, show us what you know and what you've learned and but at the same time i'm seeing that beautiful book so if, if you're just listening to the podcast i'm sorry you're not gonna be able to see the book but we'll try to describe maybe we can describe the pages so why don't you um show us the book and maybe show us some of the um your maybe read some poetry or show us the art
1: okay i i can read you a poem a poem Uh because i do believe that uh we must um um so when you when you open up the book i want i want to show you the art because i think it's so important as soon as you go to the um to the table of contents you're going to see this painting Mm -hmm. and this painting it's an offering and the waves that you see in the painting represents the ways the waves of life because life is you know the waves of life so hopefully you will have a life that is a, a, a beautiful sea of waves that are not surfing waves although that can happen too, <laughs> without many tsunamis. So basically this is the transmission, first of all, of the, you see, when you see here, this is the Balinese Om, and mm-hmm. this is a, a, an offering to the water. And this offering to the water is the representation of the uh, Gayatra ma- mantra, which is the seed of all mantras. Yeah, all mantras, all, all mantras came from the Gayatra mantra. Mm-hmm. You see, so as soon as you open up the book in the table of contents, you are getting uh, an art that is kind of like a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then when you, you keep going and you're going to see uh, the first one, I open up with poetry. And it's a, it's a poem from my dear friend, Aine, who was my chief editor, and I love her poem because uh, the rest of the poetry is mine, but I love her, her poem because her poem was about, please erase all judgment from me so I could see the truth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you see? So that's how I open up the book, you know? And I think it's it's very important. And then as you go through every chapter, for example, The first chapter is love and you're going to see like this beautiful pink color. Mm -hmm. And the pink color has also waves, you see? Mm -hmm. And every chapter has a different color and every color was created very intentional to give you color therapy, Mm -hmm. okay? And then every chapter when you open, you were gonna find like a little message under it like love you see part one is love the book is called love peace and vegetables so I have part one two and three love I talk about love talk about peace and then I talk about vegetables which is the recipes and everything else and then here is joy invites divinity into one's life so you will find um you can open up and see what the book talks to you. What is that you need? Or what you see, because everything is energy. Every word that you write, every poem that you write, every recipe, every ingredient, it is an energy that you're going to merge with. Okay. And um, let me show you one of my favorite things. Um, see, this is another beautiful painting and a poem so every chapter finishes with a poem and a painting and uh let me go through the, the book is heavy huh <laughs> so you go, you're you gonna see me struggle a little bit <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um there is a wonderful here let me show you this and um, i'll read you this one so this is this is a little blessing, a non-denominational blessing. And this is a little angel that is through the earth throwing love as you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Because I explained, you know, I, I want I went for many years um, wanting to know what is so imp- who are we to be able to bless? I had that question for many years. So I went into a quest asking all my spiritual teachers and people who were in spirituality. What was, what was so wonderful about us that we could bless? <laughs> because to tell you the truth, I thought we're really not so wonderful. <laughs> How can we bless? Yeah, and um, one of the most important teacher teachings that I received was from one of my kabbalistic teachers. He says, Marcella. In Kabbalah is taught that when you say a blessing, okay, is as you, is if you were reaching up to heaven and grabbing a branch from a tree from heaven. And as you say the blessing, this branch is coming down and you're threading this uh, this branch from heaven which is an energy from heaven to earth therefore merging heavens and earth and forever threading heavens into earth mm-hmm. that's beautiful and is that beautiful mm-hmm. and i was like okay now i can i can bless i felt that that was for me an answer which completely inspired me to practice blessings into every day on my life. So here I did a beautiful little blessing, which is a blessing for food. And I'll it's like a little poem. And um, I always encourage all my students to take a picture of this, take it on the phone, because this, you know, you don't need to be any religion whatsoever to say a blessing. Mm-hmm you know, you can be yourself and say something that resonates with you. So this is what I wrote that resonated with me. And it, and it says, a blessing, divine light, please bless our gentle hands that touch and heal the earth. So seeds might grow into gardens. Please illuminate our consciousness with understanding, compassion, and joy. Please Open up our hearts, anchoring love and light within each of us. Bless the food we eat, the water we drink, peace be on earth. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. So I'll show you one more thing because then that you, you may like a lot. So this is I have a lot of. I have over a hundred absolutely gorgeous mm. pictures, and this is this is a this is called a saffron mushroom soup. Oh, and that sounds this, delicious!
0: <laughs> oh
1: my goodness, this is I mean, crazy delicious. And not only that, we need we need to understand why is Marcela putting saffron and coconut milk and mushrooms together, okay? Because we have the energy of the earth, the energy of the coconuts, which is the energy of the air, yes? And we have the crown of the filaments of the flower of saffron, you see? And all my recipes I created with thinking, okay, I need the earth, I need the heaven, I need, you know, I need the essence, Mm -hmm. you see? And most of my recipes are creating thinking like that, okay, what, what's, what's going to be something that nourishes my head, my earthly being, my, you see, my cosmic being, and this is a phenomenal example, the mushroom um, saffron soup. And what else can I show you? Let me just open up. Ah. There's a whole thing on breads.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I have is- a question about that. So we hear so much about gluten and not eating gluten. Tell me about that. Is there? What are, are healthy kinds of breads?
1: Yes, I m- my whole book is uh, sugar free, gluten free. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, you see, the, the wheat is a sacred grain. Yes, kamut is a sacred grain. You see, we have spelt is a sacred grain. einkorn is a sacred grain. But specifically, wheat has been hybridized that now the percentage of gluten is so much higher because you see, I've learned this because I I went to the fields to learn about this. I I needed to know. And basically when I went to the fields, they explained to me that wheat ancestrally used to grow all at different heights. So you had to pick it by hand, but in order to all grow it at the same time and pick it at the same times with the big machines and in monocultures, you have to give it some kind of hormone so this will happen all at the same time, you see? And by hybridizing and choosing and choosing and choosing and chemicalizing the industry of wheat, uh, we have grown a wheat that is not compatible with our bodies. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You see, we've grown and we made a lot of things that are not compatible with life because we were not thinking life we were not thinking you see when when you do something anything on earth you see you can not do it just for the betterment of you you have to do it for the betterment of all and when you don't have these visions you make a lot of mistakes and we as a whole as a humanity have made a lot of mistakes because of not looking at the whole visions you see the native people understood that we were one and if you poison down there you're poisoning up there you see because the rain brings it back you see so you're not just poisoning one part and doing something in one part you're poisoning the world you see and uh, when we come into this understanding we can fix things mm-hmm. You see, but for that takes a lot of collaboration, a lot of thinking, a lot of intention to get there. You see. So anyway, I don't know where I went. Oh, because I'm talking about wheat. I'm yeah, talking about wheat. Okay. About wheat. So you were showing us the beautiful page with all the breads on it. and I. <laughs> you see, everything takes you into, that. we open up a door and it takes us into all of these uh, incredible stuff. So wheat, which is sacred and it's been a sacred uh grain the same as corn you see mm-hmm. corn the golden corn the corn barb you know the the, mm-hmm. the golden threads which you know which is excellent for your kidneys which is your essence you see mm-hmm. the essence of life you see so everything you see every fool speaks about the medicines that we need to come into oneness every food when you start learning about it nutritionally uh, you learn its history you learn what it does to your body you learn what you need you learn the colors you learn the nutrients you see you learn how it grows and why you know you learn about the earth and the importance of having a mineralized a uh, garden and earth and why we don't want monocultures you see So living this lifestyle brings a richness into your life, you know, that I never intended that my life was going to be so rich, but it happened as I came into this lifestyle stronger and stronger and stronger, until then you create, then everything drives you, not just you making an effort trying to make it better, Everything around you makes it better for you. Mm -hmm. You see, it's it's a collaborative energy, synergy, you know, collaboration with everything around you.
0: That's beautiful. If we all just think of that way. Maybe
1: then we can go back to eat wheat. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe we could. (laughs) You see, it's you know, it's all like that, you know, if we respect the wheat. You know, we respect our plants, we respect the tobacco. We don't just smoke it mm-hmm. uh, without even thinking that it's not a living being,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Uh, if we will respect our plants, we, we, will, we can respect ourselves also. If we respect our animals, mm-hmm. they will, we will respect our earth and we respect ourselves. You see, because everything we respect our places where we live, we keep them tidy, we keep them clean. You see, if you don't have much time, live in a small place so you don't have to clean a lot. But you see, we declutter, we declutter our heart, our minds, our places where you live. You see, all of that is part of having a life that inspires you. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so I was wondering do you have any main dishes in in your group main course
1: um, oh yes
0: dishes? yeah
1: yes I have a a lot of main dishes I have a whole section that um, live food main dishes which I call it hearty live food dishes mm-hmm. I have a whole because you see the way it's very important to understand that you have to find your own sacred rhythm and what's best for you to eat and how it's best for you to eat. And this may vary with age. It may vary with the seasons and it may vary each and every year. So if we start with that understanding, then we'll be more forgiving to ourselves of making mistakes and going right back into changing something that worked for you for many years, but it's not working today any longer for you
0: and that's so important to be aware of because I know as I've gone through the decades you know what I eat changes the way I move and exercise changes the way I you know uh, this week I I had a time when I went and I did my pool exercise and played water volleyball ate my lunch and I'm like I'm tired so I took a two-hour nap you know I you know when I was in my 30s I wouldn't have never done that but now you know if you don't listen to your body or what you need then it's hard to know what you need
1: yes 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 life is a process of understanding how to listen Mm -hmm. you know listen listen to your body listen to the people around you what are they really saying to you are they saying something to you or are they saying something to themselves is it serving you Mm-hmm. And if not serving you, what's the message? You mm-hmm. know, and um, all of this is, it's wonderful. And um, but let me show you. Let me show you some more amazing stuff. So this is, because I, I always say, you know, coming into nutrition that is very good for you, don't ever think it's going to be bland if you get to know my work. Mm-hmm. My work is all about deliciousness. It's colorful, uh, is um, knowledgeable, and also has divine intervention. And um, <laughs> for me, divine intervention is, is all, this is a pie and it's a, it's a chocolate and uh, activated charcoal pie.
0: An activated charcoal
1: pie. Yes, yes. Because sometimes we need activated charcoal uh, to draw out toxins out of our body. And this is a great way to, you know, to, to get a different type of nutrition into your body. And um, see, and this is like a, a mousse. And here, this is this is a chocolate spice pie. Which is absolutely delicious. It's the deliciousness so delicious. delicious, of oh. this yes. is ah, and um, here I even did a whole thing about ice cream.
0: Oh, that's my mess my section right there.
1: That's it. <laughs> and the ice cream does not need to be uh, dairy, sugar, and fat, it can be made out of coconut. And it's absolutely, I mean, these ice creams that I made here, they're definitely not only a beautiful thing to look, but it's a phenomenal recipe. And you can do it with an ice cream maker or you can do it by hand. And I explained here how to do it. And Then I did something that is, it's a lot of fun because like for me that I'm always running in a, into a little bit of a heavy weight, I need to be careful not to have a lot of ice cream, not to have a lot of, you know, because I, I'm, you know, my tendency is to be on the heavier side. So I did all of these superfood popsicles. They're all made with aloe vera and um, pomegranate and pineapple in a way that is calorically, um, you know, low and not high as, as coconut could be and pleasure high, you know? Which is important because yes. yeah. we all want a snack sometimes,
0: especially with summer coming up. It's summer here. And yeah, it gets hot. If you want a popsicle or something cold.
1: Yes, yes. And also, if you have children, okay, how can I give a lot of the recipes I, I thought when my children were small? Now they're both grown ups. Um, and I thought about, okay, how can I feed my children in a way to bring them a lot of nutrition? into their lives and one of them was okay how am I going to give them aloe vera I mean who wants to eat aloe vera mm-hmm. yeah so then I thought okay maybe if I hide it in a smoothie maybe if I hide, and then by my surprise I realized that it made the popsicles with a better texture mm-hmm. I realized that smoothies instead of a smoothie was more silkier like a silk and it was like, what is this? So then I started getting to know aloe vera as one of the most complete cosmically plants that you can add into your life that are full of a myriad of nutrients that are healing for our skin, healing for our gut, you see? And, um, and, and, and that's, you know, once you understand that, and you bring these ingredients into your home, uh, you never go back to, you know, to eating the SAD diet or, you know, the standard American diet or the standard world diet, because it's not only American, it's an in the world. I always say, I mean, I've traveled all over. And um, if you don't know what you're doing, most places you're going to get the standard American diet. Mm -hmm. In most places, believe me. Oh, what a great food in Europe. Yes, but not really. Unless you go to places that are very good and they know what they're doing. Um, you know, so, so that's that's it. Learn, get inspired. And, you know, and I, and I think that's very important. So where do we find your book? Ah, <laughs> that's a good question. My book, uh, if you want it signed, Okay, you can find it in my website. So it's love, and there you can order it from me or you can go to any of the major places and put Love, Peace and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious Living or you can put my name, Marcella Benson's book and you will see it in all the major in all the major places. And if you want to support your local um, your local bookstore, uh, then ask them to please carry it for you or to order it for you. And they can do that. You know, They can do that. They can call their distributors and do that too.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. So now it asks a personal question. What gives you the most happiness and fulfillment at this point?
1: Well, Everything, because I am happy and fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're happy and fulfilled, every step you take, like I, I I, go in the morning, now I go in the morning and I have these little two beds of gardens with all of these, uh, with thyme and oregano and cilantro. And then I have this, this beautiful butterfly garden that, and, and, and I see all of the, all of the, uh, the the little, what do you call them? The, the little squiggly things that become butterflies. Oh, The caterpillars? The caterpillars, yes, okay. thank you. <laughs> Sometimes when you have several languages and your brain is like, oh, where is that word? <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I have joy, you know, I, I really do. I have a lot of joy and satisfaction And every day I am grateful. Every minute I am grateful.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast
1: today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for creating this space to share uh, a little bit of my story and, and this wonderful book that now can be yours.
0: Yeah. And I have one last question. What is your best advice on living an amazing, incredible life?
1: Live through your heart, live through your heart. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid to suffer. Don't be afraid to open it up and if it breaks, then you work through that and you realize that there was nothing to break in the first place. It was just a breaking of an illusion and an expectation you had. And when you start breaking the illusions and the expectations, you come into wholeness. So live through your heart.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Marcella, And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Kimberly. What a pleasure.